Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. It's me, Tammy, and I'm with Brad. Hey! Hey! No Claire this week. She no. decided to just, like, hang out on buses instead of recording with us. Yeah. yeah. Weird. She's just, I mean, she's just traveling around. <laughs> like, I mean, what is the deal? What is your deal, Claire? Um, she is sending us feedback because she's actually currently watching the episode. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to get to some of her feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, but we've got to do something before that. We're going to cover the episode finale, part one. Um, but we, we've got to do 60-second summary first. Oh, boy. All of our names are in a device. Alexa, open 60-second summary. Okay, let me pick. Claire. You no, mother fuck fucker. <laughs> okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. When Claire finishes watching the episode, we're going to make her get on the call, and she's going to have to do the summary. Okay. You better message her right now. I am. Because <laughs> that is some bullshit. I will say that right now. <laughs> that is some bullshit. <laughs> you don't have to get on for more than one minute, <laughs> unless you make it longer. <laughs> she's going to be like, what? <laughs> The breaks. Then the breaks. <laughs> All right. Awesome. She's in. Well, All that right. means uh, uh, here's Claire doing her summary. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> mm, Just Claire. for explanation, guys, we have we have rail strikes, bus strikes, postage strikes. So there's no there's no mail. Um, nurses strikes. <laughs> at the moment so you should just go on strike too i know i'm just gonna strike well i'm striking from podcasting today so oh my go. god hmm. interesting anyway well claire uh thank you for time traveling with us uh but please please take a moment collect your thoughts think about what happened in this episode that you just finished watching yeah <laughs> what were people doing what were they wearing what were they wearing uh what Whatever you need to discuss this episode in as much detail as possible without going over one minute or ridiculously under because then you would be a a lettuce baguette pineapple chump. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, All right. Tell me and when you'll to be go. going in three, two, one, go. Okay, guys. Brad says, "What's pe- what people wear?" Well, Amanda is a Sith Lord because I've just also uh, been watching Andor this week, and I thought Amanda was going to pull out a lightsaber at one point, uh, which would be awesome. Amanda's back. Um, what's his name? Mithras is back. Joe's back. Joe is on the sex barge. Woo! Uh, Xavier Saint Cloud is back. He still drives me crazy. Um, Callus is back. He's got a new sidekick who I love. He's just a cheeky little Cockney lad, and he's like, "Oi, what's going on?" I'm, I'm gonna kill this person, governor! And he's he's awesome, I love him. Uh, Amanda, for some reason, rescued Callus from prison just so she could kill him. It all went wrong. Duncan is not happy. Not a lot of Duncan in this episode. I completely forgot who Don and Christine were, and then I was like, oh yeah, Don, that guy. Uh, wacky mm-hmm. graphics, uh, pineapple, lettuce baguettes galore. The end. One minute! Yay! Wow! I didn't even nice. look at a timer. Look at that. Look at my mad skills. Nice. Nice time yeah. travel work. Yeah, thank you. 
Now I now I must travel back away. <laughs> now we're gonna travel back to the present, past, future. Who knows? Future. Goodbye. All right. Ridiculous. All right. I'm gonna go, guys. But I sent you fun facts, and I've sent you all my feedback and some goof troops. Yep. I I read the goof troops. I read the fun facts, and I'm reading your comments as we go through it. Sweet. Yes. I I I uh, could not get past the pineapple. Oh yeah. Baguette lettuce combo. That was wild. But uh, I will talk to you guys later. All right. Well, Put this in Dropbox. Bye. I will. Bye. Hey. And yes. we're back to the before times. Uh, we're back to the before times. I love the before times. Um, because that's the time you and I are currently in. So yeah. Hope Hope Claire did a great job with that summary, and I'm sure she covered all the points. All of them. I mean, it'll be super fresh in her mind, so great job. <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and do some fun facts. Claire did send us fun facts and goof troop stuff. Um what the hell is this fun fact she just sent me? It's well, looking at the Chronicle DVD, there's a picture of an immortal from 1818 and 1814. Joseph Nepsey made the first photographic image using an elder, an early device for uh, projecting real-life imagery called a camera obscura. However, the image required eight hours of light exposure and later faded. It is highly unlikely there would be a photograph, let alone in color, of a man from this time period. Also, the picture that she she just screenshotted her, her <laughs> IMDb and sent it, and I just thought that the picture went along with whatever the fuck it was yeah. talking about, and I'm like, what is this? Which is a picture of a cartoon gentleman with a cat, and then the cat called the Amazing Maurice. <laughs> it's uh, it's Maurice. He's been turned into a cat, <laughs> and uh, he's having adventures. Uh, and then Goof Troop. Goof, Goof Troop says, Amanda was captured by Callus and brought to his lair after she escaped and found Duncan. She should have been able to tell him or Joe where Callus was so that they could get the disc from him. What? 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 I don't... Amanda was captured by Callus and brought to his lair after she's... Oh, I think maybe they've seen both parts. Maybe there's more that we're oh, not seeing Oh, okay, because this doesn't make any sense. No. All right. At 33 minute mark in the DVD, when Joe... Dawson's file on the CD-ROM is displayed is stated that one of his previous assignments as a watcher ran from 1071 to 1974. It's obviously mistaken with 1971 since Joe is an immortal. <laughs> Sorry. And uh-huh. since 1971 would match with the dates of the item uh, below historian 1968 to 1970. I mean, you, you've got like an 1,000-year-old man typing up a database. There's going to be some typos. Yeah. And so this is the same database too, right? That they they That's probably like some of the stuff that's on that dvd oh boy or that cd the cd rom you could have purchased the watcher cd rom i bet you that's what this is oh god i bet it looks just as lame yeah yeah now i want it even more definitely um gotta get one so some of the fun facts i have let me start with dusty reviews real quick uh his review is i mean he liked the episode Absolutely. Star set at event. Everyone's loving this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's like got everyone you've ever wanted to see again in this episode. Um, but he says he's more convinced than ever that Duncan's relationship with Anne was largely built on his attraction to Amanda and what? Anne's physical resemblance to her. And I think, what? Dusty, we have to disagree on this one because Anne and Amanda look nothing alike. No. <laughs> One one of them is like the hottest human being. Yeah. And the yeah. other is a who. <laughs> 
This is also the second time on the show that Duncan ends a relationship and Amanda shows up to console him. <laughs> Almost immediately. I wonder oh. how I wonder how she keeps such a close tab on tabs on him because she obviously does. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, clearly she does. Um also I feel like they're friends. They might like just call each other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he goes into a lot of different things about, like, just, like, the idea, too, of the CD-ROM going to the newspaper, which you and I were going to talk about that, so uh, we'll just leave that for our own discussion, because it's real goofy! Real goofy! Yep. Um, some of the behind the scenes stuff on the DVD extras was that this episode actually replaced an episode that had been developed called The Dilemma. So in Dilemma, the character of Mythos returned to the show and got killed. And when we were filming the Mythos episode, so that was originally what was supposed to happen. So he wasn't. So when they were filming Mythos, though, they looked at the daily, saw the chemistry between Peter Wingfield and Adrian Paul and how well the characters were working out. We decided we didn't really want to kill him, which was a shame from a story point of view, because the Dilemma story was really kind of an interesting story in which Callus kills Mythos and then starts exhibiting some of Mythos' personality traits. Oh. And Duncan's torn between killing his worst enemy and saving his newest best friend. Um weird yeah and in the long term of the show it worked out in our favor to kill it, it worked out in our favor to not kill Mythos because he turned out to be a great part of the next few seasons which sorry claire i don't know if you knew that but i knew that Mythos is part of the show um and then let's see but yeah i thought that was weird like i they mean were also kill that's me. that's the same thing they did with darius like you yeah can't just keep doing that yeah but i guess this would have been like in real time seeing it happen like, we maybe would have seen Callus actually, like, his yeah. traits turn differently. Um, well, I just meant, like, killing off an old immortal for, like, you know, season finale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, there's... They started talking about uh, the finale part, too, so I'm not gonna do that. They do talk about the idea, though, that they consider this... Even though it's really part one and part two, because of the Callus arc, they really consider this almost a five-parter, with the Callus storyline being the first three, and then these being the final two of the five-part arc. Which I was like, yeah, I mean, I could see that, but that's not how TV works. Um, so, <laughs> sorry guys, don't know if you knew that or not, but that's not how TV works. Um, let's see, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about in here? They, there's really just like so much because even Adrian Paul talks in the in this part one at least um, and oh he talks about like this idea of like his character jumping in front of the bullet at the end um, so Joe doesn't have to kill somebody which we'll talk about that too because I got some ideas and thoughts um, and I'm sure there was something else but I just cannot find it right away so we're just gonna move on and then if I find it then I'll shout it out so um, but yeah I, I think the most interesting thing was that callous thing oh I know what it was also they love the chemistry between uh, Joe and Mythos and so they felt like that's another reason to keep him around because they felt like the two of them as actors had a lot of chemistry and worked really well together and I was like but is Joe in love with Mythos that's yeah that's yeah. the thing <laughs> that's what, is he in I mean I think he's in love with Duncan and possibly Richie yeah but yeah. I think he just wants to be best buds with Mythos yeah <laughs> Um, he wants a romance with the other two and with Mythos just a bromance, so. 
That's my take on the situation. All right, Brad, what was happening the day this episode aired? Oh, guys, there's so many things happening. It is Monday, May 22nd, 1995. As we all know, it is World Biodiversity Day. Um, It's also National Heroes Day in Sri Lanka. Uh, National Maritime Day in the United States. Okay, lame. Which, by the way, I had to look up National Maritime Day to see just what's what's going on. And there's a website, maritime.dot.gov, and I love it starts off with the United States has always been and always will be a great maritime nation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> whatever like fuck off so uh yeah so that's a thing apparently but whatever um also do we have some dumb catholic saints of course we got saint humilita no (laughs) you don't like saint humilita no uh what about saint atto a-t-t-o um saint falk uh saint lupus uh saint renata of bavaria and some more, but, you know, those are, the, those, are the, those are the best ones we got. It's lame. Um, oh, I, I want, no, definitely not. Sorry. Sorry. I got excited for a second about something, and I'm, I am very confused now. Interesting. Oh, wait, never mind. Okay. Um, it's all good. So, also, on this day, um, top song in the U.S., top song in the U.K., <sighs> U.S. Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Yeah. U.K. Robinson Green, Jerome Flynn, Unchained Melody slash White Cliffs of Dover nope. slash fake, Not a Real fake, Song. Fake. <laughs> so come on, we know, we know, we know what's up. Um, but what was in the theaters? That's what we're all wondering. Yeah. Uh, we get some, okay. We got some new movies. Number one, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Wow. So one of them diehards. Don't know which one that one is. Not never been much into the diehards. Um, number two, Crimson Tide. Number three, new movie, Forget Paris. Which was that? What was that? Uh, that isn't that. Oh, um, Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, three while you were sleeping. Uh, no, sorry. Three was Forget Paris. Four while you were sleeping. Everyone's favorite crime documentary. Uh, five French Kiss. Six A Little Princess. Seven Friday. Eight The Englishman Who Climbed Up a Hill. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, nine <laughs> Bad Boys. Ten My Family. And so on and so forth. What do we got? New movies? Any more new movies? Any more new movies? Last call. Last call. No more new movies. So that's that. Wow. That's ah. not that much. No, not that many movies. But I know what you're wondering in your heart of hearts, what you've been waiting for this whole time. What the fuck was on TV this night? Absolutely. Guys. What would I have been watching besides <gasps> Highlander? Oh, your VCR would be on fire because oh. there's so many things. There's so many things on. Um, <laughs> on ABC. First of all, we got a Laverne and Shirley reunion special movie. So, that's a thing. After that, we got a TV movie. After, you got a Laverne and Shirley reunion movie. Bam. Then, life, it up. life changer. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We're getting two of the greats back together. Now, <laughs> let's watch this TV movie, She Stood Alone, The Tallahook Scandal. <laughs> 
Uh, a dramatized account of a female U.S. naval officer's ordeal of being sexually harassed at a naval convention and her legal retaliation. Oh, she so. would just be en- end up dead now. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Now she would just be murdered. And they put this out on Maritime Day? <gasps> Rude. Scandalous. Scandalous. Truly scandalous. Um, Whose decision was that? <laughs> wild. Just so wild. Um, by the way, James Marshall uh, is in this movie playing a character named Stick. So, Claire, I'm going to need you to tell me um, how you feel about James <laughs> from Twin Peaks playing Stick from Daredevil <laughs> in a movie, uh, She Stood Alone, the Talhook scandal slash prequel to Daredevil. <laughs> It's very important. We need this information. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, that's ABC. That's just ABC, guys. We're just talking wow. about ABC. Um, you know, of course, CBS, mm, classics, Nanny, Dave's World, Murphy Brown, Chicago Hope, whatever. <laughs> Fox. Uh, Melrose Place looks like a two-hour uh, uh, Melrose Place The Big Bang, parts one and two. Uh, Blossom. Two-part Blossom. Um, is this like the finale? No, it's surely not. Um, then following some, a lot of Blossom, we got the movie, Liz, the Elizabeth Taylor story. Okay. With Sherilyn Finn as Elizabeth Taylor. Whoa! Yeah. So everyone from Twin Peaks is on TV Yeah, I was gonna say. It's a Twin Peaks kind of night. Seriously. I mean, Sherilyn Finn is Elizabeth Taylor. Wow. Alright, alright, alright. I'm there for it. Uh, um, also, UPN, we've got, uh, first we got Star Trek Voyager. Episode is a learning curve in which it looks like Tuvok's, uh, training a bunch of Maquis rabble rousers to be proper, I don't know, Starfleet people or something. Whatever. Um, after that, there is a special on UPN. So sorry, Platypus Man and that other show. <laughs> There's a special, and for whatever fucking reason, this website has cut off the title, so it's The Secret of Ellipses, Part 1 of 2. What is it the secret of? Weird. I'm so upset that I don't know what this secret is, and I tried to search secret of, like, I put in the date, I tried to put, I I can't, I don't know how to find this. It's too vague. I need to know, what was, what was the show on UPN, The Secret of Something? (sighs) Very upset. Like, I don't know how I can find that information. I need to find a TV guide from 1995. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I need to find find an archive, if anybody knows that there's an archive TV guide where I can actually see what this special is, I want to know the secret of the secret of. (sighs) <sighs> that's very frustrating. Yeah, no, it's that's a lot, but yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of quality TV. So, um, in fact, let me check one more thing that I need to check. Um, oh yeah, that was the finale of Blossom. That was the oh, last wow. episode. So, wow. so yeah, so I yeah, quite a night. Oh, and maybe the first part of the Murphy Brown finale. Like, for real? Is that the end? <laughs> Hold on. Like, a lot of shows just ending all of a sudden. 1995, oh, no. year of oh, the no, no, ending no, no, of no, the no, shows. No. Oh, wait, no. God damn it. Don't show me new Murphy Brown. <laughs> Nobody cares about that nonsense. I don't know. Maybe it's good. I just assume it's probably not. Oh, what? Oh, no. So they've already aired the finale of Murphy Brown. This is a retrospective that they put on after the fact that's not even listed on IMDb. So I guess we did the last episode and then we came back the next week to do like 
I, like a clip show or like a special I don't even understand but they did a they did a two-part finale and then I guess the next two weeks because this would have been the next week after the final episode of Murphy Brown the final two-parter of Murphy Brown they start they did part one of a retrospective of Murphy Brown what weird. that's weird weird time it's a weird time guys that's what happened wow there was something on in 1995 called Gold Diggers the secret of Bear Mountain <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so. A city girl teams up with a tomboy to solve a mystery of Bear Mountain. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that's UPN. <laughs> I doubt it. It just came up and I was like, what? <laughs> Secret of Bear Mountain. Okay. Mm. Interesting. All right. Well, there was a lot of TV, Ellie, so. Yeah, a lot of TV. But you know what? I was watching. I was watching Highlander, even though I had to remind my mother that I watch Highlander with her. So, <laughs> but I'm sure that's what we were doing. And Claire is currently watching it as we're recording. So she is, uh, she's got questions. I've got answers. I know who she's talking about. And I actually know who Dawn is. So, and she actually knows who Dawn is too. She just doesn't remember. <laughs> so. So are you ready to get into this episode, Brad? Yes, let's do it. Right. Um, so wrong tab. That's what it's what that's what's happening in my life. I was on the wrong tab. <laughs> Alright, so we're starting off in the prison. Um and we've got like we meet Nino like pretty early on here. Nino is gonna end up being a real wacky character. <laughs> Love him. Love him. <laughs> yeah, the um Behind the Seeds DVD also talked about, like, Nino being a really great character, especially paired with Callus. That the actor they they found was pretty over the top, and they liked that. And he is. And his hair just gets crazier the more the episode goes on. <laughs> um, what do you think about this prison wear? It's like a... Uh, yeah, I... <sighs> like, this is not... They look like a bunch of scientists. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like... It's, yeah, it's so wildly, uh, like, different that I'm like, I I, I was like, this is, is this what French prisoners wear? I guess so. I mean, I mean, I I like it. I think it's far better than our dumb, like, prison outfits that are, like, just trash. Um, But they all start a fight right away, and Nino goes to kill Callus, um... And it's Cal's obviously an immortal, so he's not going to actually die or he's going to come back right away. Um, And Callus, I just, my note says Callus is like, fuck all that. He doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck. I do love this about Callus. I love this about this character. He doesn't fucking care who knows (laughs) if he's an immortal or not. He does not care. He's lived so long. He's just like, do whatever you, you want, because you're not going to catch me, and you're not going to kill me, so whatever. <laughs> because the fact- I, Like, what is, go he's ahead. going through his pockets. What's what's he trying to find? Yeah, I don't what know. What is he looking for? There's, I get so many questions about this whole plan and Amanda's part in it, because I don't, like, what was the idea? Yeah, I well, she definitely didn't plan for Callus to bring Nino along. And I really think she just thought she was going to get Callus out of the prison so she could kill him. Yeah. That's, that was I, her entire plan. But I'm like, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, but like, what, what, how does he get out of the, like, seemingly he would, I, I would assume the idea is you kill him. They think he's dead. So he, they take him to, I, uh, wherever you take a body and then he, he'll be able to escape from there because obviously 
they're not monitoring dead bodies, like yeah. You know. But like, I weird. Yeah. Assuming that was assuming that was the plot. I don't I, know if that was it or, or was, it, was it later. Was it she gets the info to Nino later to like help him get out? I just don't know when the plot starts. Yeah, and I don't think we're gonna get any of that. Because she don't. says it it took it took you long enough to get out, and I was like I was like oh well, wait, because so was she involved with the the stabbing thing? Because that seemed like a plan. Yeah, that seemed like a plan, and then when he actually gets out is months later because it says yeah. it at the bottom of the thing. And supposedly where where the guard is walking is solitary confinement. Yeah, I don't... I can't follow. I, I don't... I just don't know when this plot started, what Amanda's idea for getting him... Like, I mean, obviously, it's easier to get him out of the prison than her to get into the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that makes sense. But, like, I mean, this seems like a real Rube Goldberg situation of a plan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Callus jumps out of a cell in solitary confinement, so I don't think they thought he was dead. No, well, because I think, I think... If if the if Amanda's plot started with the the fight, I my thought was he was supposed to kill him with the ideas. You know, usually it takes an immortal a while to wake up, but I, this guy just didn't do a very good job of killing him. I guess. Yeah. So, Although uh, in the last episode, we saw Duncan come back from that gunshot pretty quickly. Yeah. Sometimes they come back like immediately, and sometimes yeah. it's like an hour. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you gotta really kill him good. You. <laughs> You've really. <laughs> You're just gonna like slash up that heart into some pieces. Yeah. Um. I will. I add that. Uh. Claire says that there's some real overacting in that first scene. Um. I had just put there was some aggressive acting in that first scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she says, "So okay, English prisoner guy is her favorite, which is Nino. Mm-hmm. He's so terrible at acting." <laughs> Um, I think you mean he's so great at acting. <laughs> I also think you mean the guy that's dubbing him is so great at acting. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, I don't know what the plan is. It's just basically, which is, I guess is okay, because we're already in a two-parter, so I don't know how much more they could have added to this episode necessarily to like go back and say, or maybe in the second part, but I doubt that they're going to talk about this part at all in the second part, because yeah. he's already out and that's kind of the point, right? Um, yeah, and I know we just had that episode last week where um, the creepy guy, like, snatched a child and was all up in his face, like, you're mine now. Yeah. But when Callus does this, I could kill you, but I'd prefer to use you. It it also has a creepy oh, vibe. Yeah. Also, the fact that he was just a monk, a monk all that time uh, doing monk shit, I'm like, I think maybe there's some prison shenanigans going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's absolutely prison shenanigans. I mean, come on. Come on. And Callus, I mean, I think he's into some some weird stuff, like, just <laughs> in general. <laughs> Being a monk forever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, him and Nino are in the prison yard and they're, they're escaping. Uh, Claire wanted to point out, I think, this line about him, them wanting wings. Like, how are they going to get over the... <laughs> the uh wall and all of that where he says uh where nino <laughs> says uh what are we supposed to do and he says wait for our benefactor and nino says for what to bring us wings cal says shut your mouth all of that was not in the original script that was them i guess i don't know if ad-libbing or that they added that in like last minute as part of that scene but it was funny and it gave that actor more to do which was fun so um amanda is waiting for Callus on the other end looking foxy 
Absolutely. Oh, so she the benefactor? Is that yes. what is yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. I didn't catch those, catch those lines the first time. Yeah. So seemingly, okay, so she wasn't part of that first thing. Yeah, I don't know what that first thing was, because it was clearly someone meant to kill him. Yeah, I think that was just regular, like, um, yeah, there's, I think that was just regular prison crime shit. <laughs> I mean, that would explain, like, why he's going through Callus's pocket. He's just looking to see if he can take anything no. off this guy. Um, All right. Well, that's good, because I don't like, because that's so much better than Amanda having, like, this long, fucking, (laughs) months-long scheme. And I can't see her doing anything that's going to take her months to do. Yeah. No. She wants crimes quickly. She wants crimes quickly. Uh, Claire mentions Amanda's look. She looks like a Sith Lord, and I'm okay with that. Amanda looks foxy. That's what she looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. She's wearing, like, this big black coat and little skinny, like, leggings, and I'm loving it. Her hair slicked back. She's ready to fucking kill. <laughs> oh, I love her. Yeah. Um, happy to see her right away. Was not excited to see her and Callus together because I was like, no, he's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew that they're not... Spoilers. Amanda's got her own show later on. So I knew Amanda doesn't die. But yeah. still, I still don't like it. I don't like her getting hurt. Um, I can't wait till Claire gets to the scene later on with her. <laughs> The little fight Seriously. scene, because um, it's <laughs> oh. fucking the best. <laughs> when Amanda becomes a flippy guy? Yes. Uh. You don't know how hard it was oh. to hold back from messaging, I, you guys. Same, same, <laughs> same. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she's there. She tells Callus her whole entire plan to kill him uh, for Duncan. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, that's not smart. Yeah, there's not. And then she, Callus calls Nino his weapon, and um, because Nino is able to sneak up on Amanda and injure her. Yeah, like that's after like he blocks a sword like swipe yeah. at him. Yeah, and just by grabbing her hand, and I'm like, fuck, that is bold. He he's a really scary villain. Like yeah. for this show, he's a very scary villain. Definitely. So I mean, my assumption is he gets taken out next episode, but. It's gonna be wild, I think, up until that point. Like, he also, like, he, he, like, fucks, he's, he, much like our pal Xavier, uh, (laughs) like, he doesn't play by the rules. Like, he'll have, like, somebody else join in the fight. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. Because, because we've talked about before, it's like, why? Why do they care? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Amanda looking even foxier. Oh, my gosh. In the next scene, in her little slinky black dress and big black, uh, shirt to go over it. Uh, to go see her friend um, and also give him some bad news. <laughs> so great. Uh, so I, I just like that he clearly was not expecting her and she just like comes into his place with groceries. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, and she he asks her what she's doing there and he goes, besides making a fashion statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's there to make him dinner and also tell him oopsie. I <laughs> like daisies. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, listen, hey, I'm I'm so sorry about this. But first of all, why are you dressed like Jay Leno? Um, and oh, what happened to your doctor all, friend? What happened? She asked about Anne. I like that she didn't remember Anne's name. Just as your doctor friend. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. Yeah. Um. So Nino and Callus are out, and um. They're gonna go, like, get out of these terrible French clothes. These French prison clothes. 
It really just makes them kind of look like they are in an insane asylum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they almost look like 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 costumes, like they're in yeah. a play. Because they look old-timey in, like, a weird, nondescript, like, like a season one Highlander flashback sort of way. Yeah, 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 that, or, that original costume designer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're gonna steal from this businessman, steal his, his look. Um, yeah, so now we're back with uh, Duncan and Amanda, and yes, so Claire Let's... pointed out what they were eating. Yeah, it's time for table talk, because... Uh... <laughs> Claire's note is Amanda for dinner having a whole pineapple, a plate of rolls, and a plate of lettuce. <laughs> it's really, it's such a, it is such a concoction. Like, also, those, I mean, honest, and that's not even rolls, because we saw the baguette earlier. Yeah. I think she's just, they've just ripped up a baguette. <laughs> it's so real. And they've put it in the giant uh, fruit bowl. Yeah. I, I mean... And I know that's a pineapple, but also, like, at certain angles, it just looks like a pine cone. <laughs> that's like, yeah. <laughs> decoration? Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening at that dinner table. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, so, but I do like the Duncan. Clearly, Amanda is not a cook because he says, You haven't lost your touch. Great wines. A two and a half star dinner. <laughs> why and um so she's just like so you won't kill me when i tell you what happened i broke callus out of jail she's so cute (laughs) yeah i mean you can't be mad at her come on look at her yeah um and then we're back with nino and callus callus is shaving in the car it's so (laughs) gross (laughs) it's disgusting I cannot abide car shaving. That is awful. That's like a dry shave. It's got to be, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's dry shave with a 90s electric razor. I... Yep. No, no, thank you. And Callus happens upon <laughs> an immortal. <laughs> I love they were just driving around trying to find an immortal. Yeah. For him to kill. And again, not playing by the rules. No. It's just like, hey, run over him with a car. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so wild. Only because nobody else does that. Yeah. And then again, he he kills. Oh, yeah. We do get a flashback to the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes and he kills this immortal right in front of Nino. No big deal. He doesn't fucking care. And has a whole on uh, quickening. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, it's been so long. It has not. <laughs> It has not. It's been a couple of months. <laughs> well, maybe he was used to killing like every couple weeks. I don't know. <laughs> how many, again, how many fucking immortals are out there and how often are they killing each other? Yeah. Like there is an epidemic of headless <laughs> bodies. Uh, Claire gave this a nine out of 10 quickening. I did think the quickening was good. I think this oh, actor yeah. does a pretty good job at quickenings. I mean, you know, not as extra as Adrian Paul. <laughs> Nobody is as flexible as Adrian Paul. <laughs> Yeah, but getting Nino freaking out oh, during it great. is amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, he's Which, by the way, this guy just kept reminding me of the uh, the actor that played uh, Cassidy on the Preacher TV show. Oh yeah, I mean clearly not the same guy, but yeah, absolutely yeah. looks just like him. Yeah, um, but I love by the end of the quickening because that actor has clearly been like we've seen him rustle his hair so much during mm-hmm. that whole thing. So when he finally turns around, his hair it looks like he just really is shocked by the entire thing. Yeah, 
By the way, I know, like, it seems like every time Callus comes back, his voice is less yeah. fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I the first time I know we were doing, like, a whole, like, we were, like, doing some, like, editing on the voice, and they, they stopped doing that, but I he's barely even doing a, a growly voice now. No, no, he's just talking. I think, like, one more loss, and he'll be able to sing again. <laughs> Um, Duncan playing with this fork on the wine glass is really bothering me. Yeah. Um, but he's not getting pissed at Amanda, and so Amanda's like, please, like, yell at me or do something, like, you're, this is not good, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just pissed because two guards are dead because Callus got out. Um, yeah. and also told Amanda, like, hey, wh- I don't even know why you did that. Like, he could have just stayed in jail. <laughs> Oh. Um, you should have left him alone. And Amanda goes, I know that now. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But she is trying to repay Duncan for all the times he's helped her. Um, so, yeah. So Amanda goes to leave. And we're getting this flashback because his line here is, to do what? Die for me? You stay away from him. You can't fight for me and I won't allow you to die for me. And that's apparently why we go into this flashback. Because <laughs> I was struggling to understand what this I, flashback had to do with anything. This whole episode is Duncan just being scared, which is, I mean, yeah. great. Yeah. Because, like, I get it. Callus scares him because yeah. Callus will Absolutely. fuck his shit up. Yeah. Um... We do get in this flashback. You want to give us a time frame for this flashback and what's happening? Yeah. So we are we are this way early. back. Yeah, was like sixteen fifty three Algiers. Um, that puts us. Let's see. So before this, uh, we had sixteen thirty nine when uh, Fitz and Duncan got into uh, a fight with their <laughs> rando watcher, uh, watching and getting killed for his mediocre watching. So that happened. Um, and then after this, we go five years later, and oh, that's when Duncan learns to read at the Coward Monk Hideaway oh. and pisses off Callus. So this is oh, this five is... years pre Callus. Wow. So wow. Nice. Nice. Crazy. And uh, man, his accent was very thick and questionable at this point in it time. It was crazy. It. I was like, yes, I'm so happy I have the transcript because I don't know what the fuck is happening. It's um, like he has a Scottish accent with a lisp. It's so bad. It's weird. And I think this is the weirdest it's ever been. Yeah. I um, mean, we meet his friend Hamza. Uh, so. Yeah. And Duncan wants to like drink all day. <laughs> So mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. that. I just, I just like the young, young immortal Duncan is just a partier. Yeah. I mean, we have so many flashbacks of him just like, just full of debauchery. So, well, he's um, not even seventy years old yet. Oh, he's a yeah. baby. He's a little tiny baby. He's a little baby. Um, and we get uh, Xavier in this scene, which is great. I didn't. I I don't know why, but I I didn't remember that he was that old. Yeah, I don't know if I realized him and Duncan knew like went back that far. Yeah, no, I I definitely did not. Oh, and just so you know, yes, one of my notes for this scene was, "Wow, the accent in this episode." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Claire said that Roland Gift is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> 
And she does reference uh, where Xavier is calling Mac a child, little baby Mac. And let me tell you, that line was incredible. Uh, Let me see if I find it. Oh, I think I just actually put it right in my notes because I liked it so much. Um, Yeah, Xavier is... Well, Duncan wants to fight Xavier. And Xavier says, I don't sleep with virgins and I don't kill children. (laughs) It was like, oof. Oof. And Duncan uh, has a visceral reaction to that. <laughs> love it. Um, by the way, uh, just so we know, mm-hmm. um, if we've forgotten, uh, thank you. Uh, Xavier was born in 1160 wow. in Morocco. So, died fighting in Saladin's armies during the Third Crusade. And how about this Hamza guy? What do we know about him? Uh, let me see what we got. Hamza. Um, oh, no spoilers on Hamza. Oh, but okay. he was born in 600. Wow. So, um, does that, does a... he make the list? Does he make the list? I don't. I don't know. Well, I guess you um, you would have the list in front of you. So, <laughs> doesn't doesn't no he's the list doesn't make the list. Also, he kind of like well he dies in this episode, so he's also just not that old. I mean, he makes the extended list. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's 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 younger than Callus. Wow, younger than Callus. Interesting. Yeah. Callus was born in 369. I will say this: Hamza looks like he was living a sweet life. Like everything looked nice around him. <laughs> he had food, money. He was living the way I think immortals are supposed to be living, except some of these fools that just don't. I'm <laughs> like, what is your deal? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hans is going to end up fighting Xavier. Duncan wants to fight on his behalf, and he's like, nope. And then this is uh, where he tells Duncan, like, um, well, he tells Duncan that he's too young, and you've never fought anyone like this. Um no. And it's like, yeah, I mean, later on, he, he won't know this, but Xavier will lose a hand because of Duncan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then eventually a head. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> I like that when they meet up again in like the next scene, Duncan says, Xavier, are you going to keep me waiting all day? And Xavier says, such rudeness. It must be Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. Xavier is great. I, yeah. I like. I like when he's. I, I like that we're getting him as a flashback. Like this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, I, go ahead. When him and Hamza fights. Yeah. Um. It is such like a. And I know we're like we're five miles away because we're looking at it from Duncan's point of view, but it is so just like I. I don't know. It's such a showy fight that I'm like. Yeah. This is like I know you may be a good fighter and all, but this really just seems like a lot of just like a lot of like dance moves in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's this West Side Story sword fight we got going on here? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I know we got these long flowing robes and we're just swishing around in the sand, but... <laughs> it's a real dancing. I mean, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Duncan has to watch Hamza die Oof. and see his friend. His yeah, friend leave your fault, Duncan. Earth. Yeah. Yeah, like Hamza was like, let's just get out of town. He's like, you know, yeah. we're going to fight him because we're yeah. dudes that fight people with swords. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. So he's he also is the one that tells Duncan like, hey, no, you're not going to fight. And I guess that's that to me. I'm like, I can't. I only can imagine that's why we're getting this flashback because he's doing the same thing to Amanda. Yeah. By the way, Claire says she is finished watching the episode and can join us. Oh, OK. So how would you like to do this? <laughs> 
Tammy, I, I have uh, I have some amazing news. I need to breaking news on the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, before we get back deep into this episode of Highlander, um, I'd like to tell you about a show from 1995. <gasps> a show called The Secret of Ellipses, because that's the title of the show. Shut up. <laughs> It's a magazine special which delves into unexplained phenomena, such as the hidden powers of the mind. Wow. Hosted by Blair Underwood. Wow. Yeah, you would have never... How did you even find that? I have no... You're a a magician, but in a good way. Yeah, there's there's mention of it on... uh, Somehow on the Turner Classics Movies website is the only place I found anything about it, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brad, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. I'm, you know, I'm a real hero and a champion. Solving, <laughs> solving the mysteries, the secrets of 1995 television programming on UPN. <laughs> so, uh, so now, friends, when you travel back in time to 1995, you'll be able to watch this. You'll know that you can skip watching this. Oh I mean, I'm sure it's better than Platypus Man and that other show that I've already forgotten the name yeah. of. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so let's get back. Okay, so we we just watched Hamza get killed by Xavier and the Quickening. So, um, yeah, where yes, absolutely, this is the fault of one Mr. Duncan McLeod. <laughs> yeah, one thousand percent. And and he's looking at it, at it at his uh, sad compass, and he puts it in his sad trunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this um, is where I bury my sad yeah artifacts. Um, but then he feels he feels a tingle of laughter. <laughs> Here's a buzz of laughter. What is this buzz that Mythos has? I uh, I don't I get it. It's, Very strange. His is the most bizarre. Because Claire even said Mythos tingle is so weird. It sounds like clown laughter, and I think I might have said children's laughter last night. It was very creepy. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that Claire mentioned it because I was like, I can't be the only one who just heard this. Because is it like I uh, super bizarre, super who bizarre? Is this, I, is this supposed to be that like immortals have a particular one? Because they wouldn't you just always know which immortal was around at yeah. that point if you could recognize them so much. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. And also, like, if that were the case, Mythos would have been found, like, by other immortals so quickly. Yeah, I think this is a thing that that the sound designers think is cool, but no one else in production is aware it's being done. No, Um, But yeah, we get Mythos and Joe. It's great. It's great. I love that Joe comes in. Duncan's like, hey, hey, somebody else is here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mythos. Which is He's great. It's a good a fake cutie. out. He's adorable, this guy. Love him. Um, I just love like how young this actor looks. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. he's an older actor, but um, or he's not like a young, young actor. But he he gets away with like looking young and having like this older, wiser personality, and I just mm-hmm. it, it's perfect for this character. It's so good. Um, and right away, like they're just Joe is just slamming back drinks. <laughs> Um, so they're, you know, Duncan's like, hey, why are you in Paris? And, uh, Mythos goes, oh, I called him. Um, and I guess it was, this, this has to do with that Christine lady, right? That's why you yeah. called Joe. Because yeah. they've got a problem. They've got a problem. They've got some watcher shit They've to got deal some with. watcher shit to deal with. And, uh, you know, and Joe goes, it doesn't really concern you. It's just watcher business. And <laughs> Duncan goes, whatever. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't care about your lame little club. I know. It's just <laughs> sometimes the lines in this episode. <laughs> and he goes, I've got my own problems right now. And uh, he's like, callous. And Joe goes, he's in prison. And Duncan mm-hmm. says, not since last night. <laughs> you guys are terrible watchers. Otherwise, yeah. you guys should have been fucking telling me this. <laughs> like, it's in the newspapers, Joe. Like, what <laughs> do you guys watch? <laughs> Like, you got the watchers got scooped by the newspaper. It's so terrible. I don't understand it. So Nino has found a collective of folks <laughs> to work for Callus. I I love every I love that they, there's a statue in his like underground lair. They <laughs> there's a there's a statue and a computer set up yeah. and a desktop computer and all these file folders. <laughs> like he set up a fucking business. Like he he's made himself a little cubicle in this like underground like I I don't know what this is. So let's talk about this fancy pants gang. <laughs> I love it. They're just these fucking weird old like <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna work backwards. So Ape sure. is uh bald. He's the bald guy in the back. His name is okay. Ape. Then you have Michael, or maybe it's Mikel, is the guy with the silver hair. <laughs> Who okay. Literally right. looks yeah. like he just left the bowling alley to come hang out. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Then you've got Renard in the red scarf. I mean, I <laughs> love it. He is my favorite though. Oh, Absolutely. of course. He's of my course. Favorite. And then you have Jeanet. <laughs> I mean, he's somebody's nephew, right? Like he's <laughs> yes. he's he's one of their nephews. <laughs> Like, uh, he's too young to play with this fucking old man crew. Yeah. So middle-aged, these middle-aged thugs. Oh, God. They're so terrible. I mean, Callus, rightfully so, looks at Nino and says, this is the best you could do. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, Nino says they know the streets, they don't talk, and they don't mind killing. But Callus is like, yeah, I don't need them to kill for me. Like, literally, I just need folks to be low-key and follow people. These are the low-key people. (laughs) I mean, they are low-key. I'll give them that. Because I certainly wouldn't, like, peg them as thugs. No, but you're going to look at Renaud and be like... Maybe, like, (laughs) a crew that works at Home Depot. (laughs) Renaud with his red scarf. I'm going to be watching that, dude. Yeah, I think that's just weird French guy shit. <laughs> yeah, so funny. And Callus just has a shit ton of money. And he just, like, throws it at him. <laughs> Here. Um, so... Callus tries to, like, talk with him, and he's like... He, he asks about the Philistines, and, you know, goes, Phil who? Callus is just... Callus, like, is just like, I'm surrounded, like, by fucking morons. Yeah. But I think he, at this point, he just needs warm bodies to, like, do his bidding, so... Definitely, whatever. definitely. Um, I mean, he's a man on a mission. He is, he is. I mean, he's out of a business. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising he's not, like, starting a, a recording studio again. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's his favorite grift. You think maybe, like, that's kind of part of what all those files are he's trying to figure out? Uh... Oh, so <sighs> funny. Um, we do have this drawing of a man <laughs> This partial drawing of a man, Belly. What is this? I mean... It's an outline of a human head, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but, like, d- like it's just the face. It doesn't even, like, go down to the chin. <laughs> like, it's like, we just did, like, the, the middle of the face. Uh, Find her. Oh, uh, what? Okay. 
So funny. Um, then we're at Maurice's. Wonderful, wonderful. Love Maurice. Always great. Yep. Um, don't don't like Maurice's suspenders are his tie tucked into the pants. No, no. Or apron, maybe. No, those are pants. Um, Claire said, Calisith better not touch a hair on Maurice's head. Speaking of, Calisith's hair is so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It does look very soft, though. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done some extra conditioning since he's left prison. Yeah, I yeah, I feel it's, yeah, I feel it's very soft and and <laughs> um, a lot so, of volume, a lot of volume there. Yeah. So Maurice is waiting on Callus, and um, you know there is actually a line that got cut here because Callus is talking with Maurice about the wines, and he asks him. Um, I think like, hold on, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find what he says. He says, um, I'm having a party at my home tonight. Perhaps you'd care to share your expertise. So originally, I guess he was just going to try and get Maurice to come to his place. But then that uh, got cut, so. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was curious about like the restaurant setup because Callus has an empty plate in front of him and another plate. And my question is, is is this a situation where we're just having empty plates and then we bring food to the table and put it on the plate? I What is this? I've definitely been to restaurants where the plates are there and then they remove the plates where no one is sitting. So they seat you and if you're like three people at a four top, then they remove the one place setting. Okay. So right. I, but they didn't remove it here. So I don't, I mean, clearly I think it's just, it could be a bazillion things. I really think it's just props just put some plates on uh, it. Yeah, I think so too. I and was left like, the pineapple at home. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, if it's like a small plate, you know, like for like a oh, bread yeah, yeah. situation or something that, that could make sense. But it just seems like there's like dining yeah, plates setting. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what are you just bringing a bucket of food over and like, here's your meal (laughs) we just ladle some of this out for you yeah i mean these could because of the way that they're lipped they could almost be salad plates yeah could be i don't i don't don't know how french restaurants work i don't know what maurice is doing surely i do not know what maurice is doing Mm -mm. not stocking wine i'll tell you that no um duncan comes in and uh, comes up to Callus, and I mean, he <laughs> Maurice is already like, "Oh, hey, um, if you care to wait for a minute." And Duncan's like, "No, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't. That's it. No, I wouldn't." All right, Duncan, calm the fuck down. Wow. Uh, he tells Callus, "You should have stayed in prison." And he says, "Time's up." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Duncan is part of the Time's Up movement." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um. Callus tells him we we don't do well in crowds. Duncan tells him we'll take it outside. And Callus says, wrong again. My show, I'll decide when the curtain goes up. I love Callus. <laughs> oh, he's such a good villain. He's such a good villain. Um, but yeah, and I think that Adrian Paul and him are really good together. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, because uh, um, little Nino over there has got oh, yeah. he's got Maurice. Yeah, and they take Maurice outside. I'm like, no, you can't. And Duncan jumps out of a window. Like, I. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see the inside of that. I want to see Duncan like going into the restaurant, going upstairs somewhere, and then jumping out the window. Because <laughs> I'm so confused by this. I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, and like, then yeah. where is this window? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. 
Because it seems like this is around the corner from Maurice's restaurant. Like, because they come from around, like, like Maurice's restaurant yeah. is right on the corner. So they turn the corner. So Duncan must have been like in a back area somewhere. Like, I don't I... understand. I do not understand. Um, but thankfully, Duncan is there to save Maurice. So yeah, he saves Maurice. Um, Nino like freaks out. Yeah. Has a little fit. Starts shooting. Yep. Yeah, he can't believe someone attacked him. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I like that Maury says, um, well, Duncan tells him to get out of town. He'll give him money. And Maury says, are we friends? Then don't insult our friendship. I don't need your money. And then Duncan gives him money and he just goes, <sighs> he just takes it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I love Maurice. He says, for a good man, you seem to have many enemies. Perhaps one day you'll explain why that is. So Maurice is never going to find out Duncan's an immortal, right? I don't think so. Yeah. He should, though. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, I think he would handle it better than most. I go back and forth. I think he would, but I think in some ways he would kind of be like, not weirded out. He would just be like, yeah, I'm not into this. I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm not interested in being friends with an, with an immortal. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I I could see him trying to figure out a way to make money off it somehow. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I could <laughs> like, see Like, what kind of a scheme can I have yeah. to, to do this? Um, so we meet Christine. So Mythos and Joe have gone to see Christine. Uh, is this Christine's estate? This is, it says, it says it's her apartment. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is not an apartment. <laughs> it, it's a library in, in an estate. Yeah. Like, how big is this apartment? Yeah. Um, why does she have that ugly blanket on her couch? <laughs> Mm. Oh, where's that? I am at 2623. It's like the... Oh, no. Yeah, it's an overhead view of the room. I think it's made worse by the lime pillows. <laughs> it's all bad. What was that, busted linen in the back? Right? Yep. All right, all right. Coming around on her. <laughs> I mean, I completely understand where she's coming from. Also, her husband died a horrific murder. Like, he was murdered terribly. Because... Um, what's her what's her face? Claire asks who who was Don and who Christine is, and um, we do uh, she remembered later, but basically Don was the guy that owned the bookstore that Mythos went and cut his tongue out and then killed him. Um, so that's terrible when he was looking for Mythos. <laughs> uh, so she's like, hey, because he was a fucking watcher, that's what got him killed with you and your stupid watcher shit and your stupid immortal business. This is absolutely terrible. <laughs> So when I watched this the first time, I I thought that her husband was the immortal that got killed by Callus um, oh. pre- in the earlier. Yeah, and I was like, God damn, are all the Watchers secretly immortals? Yeah, because <laughs> that would be amazing. Like Mythos is just like got a, like a secret organ, <laughs> like a secret organization in the secret organization that's all just immortals. <laughs> and I was like, Oh wait, no, it's that guy. All right, yeah. never mind. Never mind. But that would be very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's pissed. She doesn't want to have. She thinks all of them are terrible. She thinks immortals are terrible. <laughs> she thinks all of it is just a fucking. She's angry. She's angry. She's grieving. She's angry and hugely immortal racist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, her hair is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No. Her hair does not look soft. <laughs> no. 
Certainly not. Um, she also picks up the newspaper where it talks about the two prison guards that Callus killed. Um, <laughs> Great job, watchers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which seemingly she saw that, and that's what caused her to call. Yeah. You know this whole thing. Which means she knew about Callus getting out of jail before the watchers did. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> They're so bad at this. And I guess someone paused this to read the actual article or what was in the contents because the transcript writer said, no, the content of the column has nothing to do with Callus's escape. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and she says, he'll live forever and my husband is dead and all you will do is watch. And Mythos says, immortals are part of history. They're part of the truth. Don was interested in the truth. I don't think that's helpful, uh, to be honest. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't think, like, not. you're trying to get this lady to calm down. I don't think that that's helpful. No. Um, by the way, Joe has great hair in this scene. Yeah, he has good hair. Great hair. Yeah. I mean, he always does, but especially in the scene. But how many layers 20, is he wearing? 20. Absolutely <laughs> wearing 20 layers. No joke. I, there there are, is definitely four. A, a wall could fa- fall on him, and that's like an armor of clothes that he's wearing. <laughs> I mean, so there's the, there's the coat. Yeah. Then there's a sweater. Yep. Then there's a yellow shirt with a collar. Yep. And then there's another shirt, or maybe a scarf. I'm wondering if it's a scarf. But why is your scarf five layers deep? Yeah, and it's like tucked oddly. It looks weird. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Um, so she says that she's going to end all of this. She's going to lift up the rock so everyone can see. And Joe says, what are you saying? And she says, you want the truth? I'm going to tell the truth. I'm meeting with the editor of the Tribune tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm going to tell him all about these immortals. Which I was just like, go ahead, Christine. Who's going to fucking believe you? This is crazy. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm not. I don't see how this is gonna work. No, unless um, you bring in that like some video of a quickening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and she says it's evil, all of it, and um, and all these immortals are terrible. And then Mythos is like, <laughs> "You've known me for years," and then he like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Hey, immortals, stop it! Like, stop being gross. Yeah. Because he just takes a knife and slashes open his hand. And then pa- red paint comes out. It's real weird. <laughs> yeah, and we don't even get the, like, the little electrical Yeah, healing. so his healing looks different. So I actually had that in my notes. I'm like, so do they all heal differently too? Like, I'm very confused. Or is I, it just because was... he's super old? <laughs> I think they just didn't want to do that effect, or this was cheaper, or whatever, or they forgot. And uh, so we're up to date. Claire's notes on this were, like the newspaper will believe someone telling them that immortals exist. Exactly. And, I mean, they will believe that there are people called watchers who watch people, because those are peeping toms. Mm-hmm. Um, and Claire also says, and why does she just have a knife lying on her table? Seriously. It's like, yep, I don't know. And then she remembered Dawn eventually after that. So, um, but yeah, so me, this says, you've known me for years. And she says, get out of my house. You're finished. All of you. This shockingly didn't turn her around. And as they leave, yeah. Joe goes, wonderful. That went well. <laughs> great um Jeanette, by the way is sitting there listening below the open window <laughs> see. so they're outside talking and joe is like what were you thinking i mean this is i was improvising I, I, <laughs> joe, like that is just a go-to for immortals like oh yeah well, what about this slash 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 gunshot gunshot 
Oh, God. They just love hurting or killing themselves in front of people to prove they're immortals. Yeah, and uh, Mythos tells Joe, I'm just a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And Joe goes, I guess next you're going to tell me there's no Santa Claus. (laughs) And, you know, and Joe is like, like, and this is is what leads to him almost shooting and Christine, because immediately he's like freaking out about her going to the paper. And even Mythos is like, with what? Like... Nothing's going to yeah. happen. And he had wiped the computer clean, supposedly. Um, <laughs> so all she's got is her word. So uh, nothing's going to happen. He says it'll be filed away with alien abductions and Elvis sightings. Yeah. And Joe goes, well, just in case, I'm going to follow her. Oh, you're going to be her watcher now, Joe? Is that what you're going to do? Oh, great. I'm sure he'll do a great job of keeping an eye on her. Callus' ragtag group of Home Depot workers like, is, are better watchers. Seriously. Um, so, uh, Janae has gone back to Callus to let him know that he saw Christine Salazar. And uh, he's, he's even double-checked with the, with the building manager. He's really thorough with his work. <laughs> Uh, and he's overheard the whole yeah. kooky story about immortal beings. Yeah. And he's not even buying it. Like, this... <laughs> yeah. This guy has listened to this, and it's just like, what the fuck is this about? Um, but Callus is like, oh, goodbye. And, like, the first next snap of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but not the last. Real, real brutal next snap. It's great. I love a good next snap. <laughs> Don't get enough of those. And the way he did it, too, he, like, pulled his hair back and <laughs> did it. Oh, it's good. It's a good one. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and he says, he tells Nino, he goes, fetch me another. This one's broken. He's <laughs> so good. Such a good villain. All right, I now. I mean, obviously he needs to die, but, yeah, like, you absolutely. know. I, we, we can't have another fucking what's-his-name situation happening. No. But. but he's good. Like, this guy's yeah. good. Uh, all right, so Christine is walking around. She's seeing all the things. She's smelling her husband's sweater and whatnot. Um, she sees a picture of her husband with uh, Mytho. She looks at it, and then she, like, fucking throws it. She's like, no, thank you. Um, she's pissed. Um, yeah. But inside is a CD-ROM. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, uh, just uh, burning a CD in 1995 is, uh, like, that's a chore. Yeah. Claire was impressed by the graphics of the CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I would say impressed. <laughs> they were certainly some, some graphics on a CD-ROM. They really were. Oh boy. Yeah, it's... Computer screens of the 90s. So funny. Um, oh, I see where the, on Joe, where they had it accidentally... Uh, messed up on the years. It's like, it's a CD-ROM. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no one that was typing any of this data in is younger th- than 50, 60. I don't yeah. know. How old How old was Don? He looked pretty old. Oh, he was old. And, and well, he was old. Mythos was the other person writing I know. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, like, how? 5,000 plus, plus or something? Yeah. Um, so we've got all the things. We've got Watcher, Joe Dawson, so we got some info on him, all of his previous assignments. And that, I guess they, do they all maybe start out as historians and then go into watching? I don't know. Oh. Um, and then his, who his mentor was, and then she hits another button, and then you've got Adam Pearson, who's still a researcher, and Don was his mentor. She hits another button, then we've got her husband Don, he's a head researcher. 
and he was a historian before he was a researcher. And some of the other screens that appear is Xavier St. Cloud. And um, <laughs> says his occupation was a jewel thief. Mm. And it also says that his, I guess maybe the date it was entered maybe was April 6, 1990. Because I'm like, that's not when he was born, for sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure, like, yeah, I don't know what the years mean. Yeah, it's got to be when they're... Well, because Duncan also has, like, 8 million, like, things yeah. in there. So I'm like, I don't even understand this fucking database. No. <laughs> it really just seems like trading cards. Yeah. And I assume... I am hoping, you know, this is the one that you can buy online somewhere. On eBay, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You got Brian Cullen. Who's that? So, drug dealer. Who's I think he? he was... Wasn't he the one that was after Richie, but he also took the mass amounts of drugs that he snorted? Oh. But we were like, I don't think you would snort that. <laughs> but on a TV show, you oh. absolutely would. I'm pretty sure that's who Brian Cullen was. Because looking at his picture okay. as well. Um, oh, yeah. He was the one that was so good at fighting that he became a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because <laughs> everyone wanted to fight him. And then we got um, Annie Devlin. Her occupation was a freedom fighter. Yeah. <laughs> this is and the one. fucking Duncan on a <laughs> pier. <laughs> I was like, this is the one where they grief fucked. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got multiple pages of Duncan. Multiple pages. Yeah. Why are there so many? Like, you guys, your database sucks. Uh, in 18, so they, they have him when he was an abolitionist in 1862. They've got 1936 when he was a smuggler. Um, and 1994, he was a proprietor of martial arts dojo. <laughs> I just like that he goes all these things and then he's like, oh, he owned a, he owned a, a dojo. <laughs> um, and then you have Callis, Antonio Neri, and that was when he was an opera singer. And also in 1993, which was, would have been just right before, I guess, he went in prison or whatever, when he was the proprietor of Nosferatu Jazz Club. Um, and she's like, I've got you. Uh, there is, let's see, two that are missing that would have been in there, which is another one for Anna Devlin, which would have said she was an IRA terrorist in 1993, because that was from that episode. Hmm. And then um, we've got Andrew Obanga from South Africa, and I don't think we've met him. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Hmm. Brad, Google, please. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay, how am I spelling that? Where is that? Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, and then Obanga, O-B-A-N-G-A. Yeah, and it was just part of the cut scene, so I don't know if he's actually, like, in any episode or anything. Hmm. Or they were just, like, making shit up, which, that's fine. Yeah, entirely. Entirely possible. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that that would have been um, two that two of the screens that we did not get to see on that CD-ROM. So Joe is there and walks in and finds her, and Joe says, "I wish you hadn't seen that." I, and she, yeah, she goes, "I'll bet you do." And she takes the CD out. What? Joe could have reached over and grabbed that CD right then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I understand, like, you know, you would prefer to convince her not to do this. Yeah. But that CD is, like, you can't let her have that CD. And it's right there. But I'm not... Okay, so help me get this. Because even if she takes this to the police, it's a CD oh. wrong. Or, or to yeah, the newspaper. It's... Like, is it helpful? 
I don't... It's not gonna blow shit up like she thinks it's going to, because... But if someone were to start looking into... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's not hard to, like, you know, do some double-checking on some of the stuff. Yeah. So, it's possible. And seemingly, there's more stuff there than just these fucking trading card entries. <laughs> like, supposedly the actual chronicles of the Watcher histories are in there. Yeah. But, I mean, she you still have to, uh, to be able to do the research, you'd have to do a lot. But once you start connecting, like, Duncan McCloud to, like, all these fucking headless bodies that are all over the place. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, just, just imagine how often cops are finding decapitated people with swords. Like, with swords on their person. It's so crazy. Like, it's got, like, in Highlander World, it's just gonna be normal, everyday shit. Yeah, it's so and and like Callus drove around until he found one. Where's to the kill. Where's like, the Netflix documentary about headless headless bodies being found with swords? I mean, there's gotta be like five a night, <laughs> all over. Like the, the weather reports are all like freak short storms. <laughs> like I I don't know what insurance prices are like in the Highlander universe, but like there are dead like headless bodies everywhere. Yeah. And just glass damage. Like, oh my god. Things are exploding all the time for no reason. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that when they did the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they had watched Highlander and go, let's figure out a way to get rid of dead bodies quickly. Oh, we'll just turn Mm -hmm. them to dust. That's what we'll do on our show. And let's make our watchers effective at watching. Yeah, yeah. Still weirdos. Absolutely still weirdos, but effective Mm -hmm. at watching. But yeah, because I'm just like... They just, they could have, I mean, most of them are super old. They could have, like, justifiably just said they turned into dust. Yeah, I. it would make perfect <laughs> sense. Like, as part of the quickening, they just turn into light. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I, and I think when they do this new movie, you know, assuming this thing ever happens, yeah. surely they're going to change that. I mean, Henry Cavill's not busy anymore, so. <laughs> so, mm. he can go ahead and do the movie. He's got all the time now. Sure. Um, so, okay. So she tells she tells him to go to hell. She's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not listening to you. I do what I, I please. Like, Joe is going to get to the point where he's going to try to murder her later. Yeah. Why is he not taking the CD? Yeah. It's right there. I understand, obviously, Joe's not great on his feet. Um, but it's right. It's within two feet. He can reach. There's nothing stopping him from grabbing that out of her hand. Yep. And just break the CD. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's a 1995 CD-ROM. If you look at it the wrong <laughs> way, you can scratch it so it won't work. <laughs> Just give it a strong glare. Um, but we've got to move on, Brad. We've got to go to this jazz nightclub so we can talk about Danielle. <laughs> Love it. So we have met Danielle before. She worked at mm-hmm. Nosferatu, and she was singing terribly last time we saw her. Mm-hmm. She still had this terrible haircut. Mm-hmm. And I, but I don't remember her wearing this shiny top last time we saw her. No. This top. <laughs> it's like, a, it's a jacket, I believe, but it's mm-hmm. so shiny over this. Yeah, it's a straight up Al Calavici situation. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It looks like she put some fancy foil on her, <laughs> like wrapped in foil. It's not good. Um, so she's... You know, Duncan's there looking for Callus, and she's like, I don't know where he'd be, and I don't care. That guy gives me the creeps. It's like, true? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Also, this this black of her dress, like, it, you can't wear that in this lighting, because it has, like, a it has a green underhue to it. I was going to say, I thought it was it. just green. 
I think it's supposed to be black, Ugh. but I th- it's uh, it's just I it's thought she was the just wrong kind of black. <laughs> I thought she was rocking green and bronze. <laughs> oh, Danielle. Oh, Danielle. What happened? Uh, um, it's really a statement on uh, copper um, oxidization. God. Jeez. Uh. Um, so, yeah, Dunk is like, well, what do you, you know... You know, what about his friends? And Danielle's like, he doesn't have any friends. Like, what do you owe him money or something? Like, what the hell? Why you keep asking questions about him? And uh, she, Danielle gives uh, Duncan information about Gerard. So, yeah. which I thought was wild. I'm like, all right, Danielle, <laughs> you can't just be giving people information about others. Oh, I mean, yeah, she just gives us straight up gives him his address, and Duncan like runs out of there, and as he starts to leave, he feels a buzz, and it's Amanda. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> and the scene is adorable between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, let's see. Claire says she loves Amanda's jacket. Um, yeah, yeah. jacket. Yeah. And... Yeah, so... Yeah, as Duncan looks like he's about to kill Amanda, um, and then mm-hmm. before realizing it was her, um, yeah, her whole look yeah, is... Yeah, she basically just lays down the law. It's like, hey, we can either do this together or separate, but I'm fucking yep. on this. Yeah. So, deal with it. Which is, like, every conversation they have. Yeah. <laughs> I like that she tries to lie at first by just saying she's there to listen to jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not the club to do that no, in. No, no, you don't want to hear this lady sing. Absolutely. No, it's not good. Or do you, you don't want to see her, her break out no, either. No. Yeah, Duncan has actually saved you and your eyeballs from having to see that. Yeah. And he, but Duncan tells Amanda as they walk out, oh, you're so irritating. <laughs> Love it. Um, so they're at Gerard's apartment, um, but Gerard is dead. He'd be dead. Um, also, I like that Duncan's, like, trying to knock. <laughs> Amanda's like, uh, you're wasting time. And then just picks the lock to let them in. <laughs> it's great. It's so great. Yeah, her jacket is great. That- oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. I love, like, the- how it's, like, flared. Yeah. I need that jacket in my life. It's like a skirt jacket. It's, like, <laughs> it's a whole outfit. Um, and when they're there... Oh, I, I do love um because they they find the body. I love Amanda's line. Well, it's it's got that dyed in look. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, because she was like being like, this guy is living in a fucking pigsty. He's terrible. <laughs> um, and then you, we get I think it, I think it's Mikel. Anyway, so we get this um uh, bowling dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> lame ass. Yeah, like runs by and then Duncan accidentally throws him down the stairs. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Like, this dummy, like, ends up, like, getting shot by his own gun while he falls downstairs. (laughs) Like, most bumbling (laughs) fucking loser. Yeah, Duncan goes, damn. And Amanda goes, yeah, I hate when that happens. (laughs) Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, You know, I don't know if you heard my dad died. Uh, Yeah. You know, after the divorce, he tried to (laughs) start a life of crime, but uh, he uh, immediately fell down the stairs and shot himself with his own gun. So terrible. So, it didn't work out. Didn't work out. Um, And apparently, the... Like, they're on the street, and Amanda's telling Duncan, she's like, you know, it's morning. They, they've they been looking all night. So, that's kind of wild. Jeez, I love that coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she says, let's just, she goes, face it, our one lead back to Callus, and you killed him. Because <laughs> I didn't kill him. She goes, no, he just fell on his gun. <laughs> what is, which is what happened, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, like, these guys are so fucking lame. Yeah. I, so they spot one of the guys in the park watching. Yeah. Again, uh, doing a slightly better job than the Watchers, but still not great. Yeah. So Amanda goes after that guy. The other guy, who they didn't spot initially, uh, starts running. So Duncan chases after that guy and fights I, it, him with the top of a trash can. <laughs> I mean, he basically just pins his head to a wall with a trash can <laughs> lid. It's great. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, these are the worst thugs I've ever seen. <sighs> I do like, like when they run after them. <sighs> Amanda yells to Duncan, try not to kill this one. That's <laughs> great. I love her. She's so good. Um, but yeah, while Duncan is like uh, um, harassing an old man with a garbage can <laughs> lit, um, three thugs uh, yeah. go after Amanda and uh, she gets drugged. So Yeah, because she was kicking their ass. Oh, she was absolutely destroying them. That's great. Yeah, she's uh, not happy about being drugged, clearly. And then as they drive away, they put her face up in the fucking window, like, real weirdo <laughs> for Duncan to yeah, see. And Callus and Callus is driving the getaway yeah. car because Duncan feels the buzz. I love, it's just like a drive-by, ha-ha, gotcha. It's crazy. Well, I wasn't sure hilarious, if, he, if, clearly... he heard, if he felt the buzz from Callus or just Amanda. Oh, you're right. I forgot. I forgot. Obviously, he would feel from Amanda. So yeah, I guess they were just they were. Just, but just to show off, yeah. it's weird. It's all yeah. But they definitely drove by him on yeah. purpose. Yeah, I, I just that seems like more of a callous move. But maybe these guys are learning. Maybe these guys. Yes. <laughs> all right. Then we're on Joe and Mythos and storyline B with Chris- about Christine. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good because these two sad sacks come up to the sex barge like. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. They really are cute together. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. I love it. And Joe is telling Mythos, you told me you had all the files. And he goes, well, apparently I didn't. Because <laughs> Don and I were working on an interactive database. All our rec- rec- records would have been in one handy, easy to access file. <laughs> he didn't know that Don knew how to back things up. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Because he really hated computers. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. And again, Joe goes, uh, I'm glad you could laugh when you know your life is about to be turned inside out. And I'm thinking, like, and Mythos says it, but I was like, yeah, Mythos has been around so long, like, this is not gonna be a blip yeah. on his life. And he said, empires rise and fall, Joe. Remember the, the old Chinese curse? And Joe says, may you live in interesting times. Well, things just got really interesting. <laughs> um, and... Then Duncan thinks, I, d- I don't know what Duncan, I think Duncan does not care what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I mean... Callus has Amanda. So, um, <laughs> he tells him that, uh, Mythos goes, well, you know that watcher business we were handling without any help? <laughs> Duncan goes, yeah. And they all just have this sad sack look and go into the barge. <laughs> I, nobody's having fondue this night. No, no, no fun, no bed fondue tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe is pissed. Duncan is like, what the fuck are you guys? This is what you guys were dealing with and you didn't want to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah. Um, So Joe says they've got every watcher in France looking for Christine. I'm sure that's not helpful. They didn't didn't know Callus got out of prison and it was in the front of the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) These motherfuckers can't watch a newspaper correctly. Ugh. Yeah. All right, then we are in Callus's lair, where Amanda is strapped to the chair. 
Uh, let's see. I think Claire had some notes. She says that... Uh, oh, she loves Callus's underground lair. She also calls Mythos and Duncan the hoodie twins. <laughs> yeah. And so she talks about nice pan up over Amanda's breast there, Mr. Cameraman. <laughs> Stuff job, but somebody had to do it. <laughs> Um, so Amanda wants to know, is she the, you know, is she dead or is she bait? She just wants to know. <laughs> and she also is like, what is going on with you, McLeod? And so Callus shows her the, he says, there are greater gifts than immortality. Is there? I don't know about that, Callus. I, like, you did some monk singing? Like, yeah. get over it. And he says, you see this? McLeod destroyed my gift. So I'm going to destroy, destroy everything he loves. And Amanda goes, McLeod doesn't love me. Hmm, doesn't he though, Amanda? Doesn't he? <laughs> she tries to hit on Callus, which is disgusting. Um, and also, he's like, yeah, I spent centuries in a monastery. You're wasting your time. Also, <laughs> his cut, that's not a very good makeup job they do on his cut. No, it's, I... <laughs> it looks like bad. they just put silly putty on his neck. <laughs> yeah. And I do like that Amanda tries to seduce him for yeah. a second. He's like, that's nah, not going to work on me. Yeah. I lived monk life. <laughs> Weird. Um, so Renaud comes in and he tells Renaud to watch Amanda. Don't talk to her. Don't touch her. <laughs> and then he yells out, bait. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which is good for her to know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so inside the barge, Mythos is asking about Amanda. He goes, uh, you know, do you think she's still alive? And Duncan's like, yeah, because he could use her against me. But he likes to keep his victims dangling. One way or another, he'll contact me. And then the phone rings. <laughs> but it's not yeah. Callus. It's for Joe. Hey, uh, one of the watchers have finally seen something. Yeah, they finally saw something. And technically, um, we get... We... We get it's cut out, but we actually get Dawson uh, talking on the phone, and it's just obviously someone f- spotted Christine in the park, and yeah, so it's a you know nothing important, but there is like several multiple lines of him on the phone. All right, we're in Callus's hideout, and Amanda's like, "Can't you just loosen this up for circulation?" <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. And, uh, Ape is like, yeah, don't listen to her. Don't listen to her. We're not supposed to listen to her. And uh, <laughs> so good as she just kicks, she just kicks the rope that she's come out of on to, over to them. I so good, so good. She's the best. Like her facial oh. expressions and everything. Oh, I just love it so much. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, just watching her kick it over is so funny. Yeah. And this dimwit, Renaud, is going to, I guess, go move toward her to put the rope back on. And then, of course, gets a little handsy. But it's like, dude, if you can get handsy, that means she can hurt you. Like, you guys are so stupid. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes, (laughs) I guess, it's just when you're just uh, a Home Depot thug... (laughs) Maybe it's worth the risk. I guess. These fucking idiots. Yeah, they're so stupid. <laughs> yeah, and because then she, immediately. Yeah, and then like, she rolls uh, she rolls off the chair across because the other guy was going to come after her. Scoots like her arms around her legs so that way her hands are now in front of her. Kicks that guy's ass. You know, mm-hmm. jumps on him, like twists his neck off. <laughs> yeah, second neck snap. I like I, second and neck the, snap. And hers up. was pretty intense. 
Oh yeah, it's great. Like, cause she does a bunny hop next now. <laughs> like she hops with her feet on each side of his head and then just snaps his neck. <laughs> like that's fucking awesome. Like why? Like, like fuck the '90s for not making her the biggest action star in history. <laughs> yep. And then she backflips, <laughs> double handspring. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. However, <laughs> she turns into a full-on flippy guy. Yeah, it's the best. How Claire? How's that not in your notes? <laughs> Claire, why are you talking about flippy guys? Our favorite type of Highlander. And then she jumps on his stomach and kicks his head with her other foot. <laughs> I love her. Like her fighting style. Like I've watched a lot of TV. <laughs> I've never seen anything like the way that they have her fight. It's great. No, it's, yeah. I How do they even come up with this? Yeah, it's so good. So we're in front of the Tribune and Christine is just sadly sitting out there. I'm going to guess thinking about her husband <laughs> and what she's, what she's about to do. Um, and she says, my appointment, she tells Joe that her appointment's in 15 minutes and no one is going to talk her out of it. And, um... Joe's Joe is trying to talk her out of it. He's like, you don't you realize like what's gonna happen? And she says, it doesn't matter. This is evil. People need to know the truth. Um, and then he pulls out a fucking gun, and he says, try to understand. I can't. I can't let this happen. I don't have a choice. And she says, neither do I. She starts running away or walking away, I guess. And uh, Duncan comes and says, Joe, don't do this. And then he, Joe is gonna fucking kill her. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, why didn't you do this when you were alone in the bookstore? Yeah. But Duncan takes the bullet, and Christine at that point like runs into the building. Like, what the hell? Um, it's wild. It's wild. I can't. I was kind of yeah. surprised they had Joe do that. Yeah. And uh, Mitho says, "Well, life as we know it is over." And um, you know, Joe says, yeah. "I guess Joe's telling Duncan like, do you know what you just allowed to happen? Like, do, do, I mean." Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, you fools allowed this to happen. You could have took the CD yeah. from her. Yeah, it was right there. Yeah. And Joe asks Mythos, well, he asks Duncan, why did you have to save her? And then Duncan walks away. And Mythos says, he didn't save her. He saved you. Um, I'm not feeling Mythos's hooded top, by the way. Either of theirs. No. Him or no, Duncan's. No. It's, they're both really bad. Yeah. But they do look so like good. twins. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Um, and that's the end of part one. Wow. So we left, yeah, so we left part one with Amanda having escaped Callus, Callus still being out there, Christine now going and telling the world about the Watchers and Immortals, although I don't, I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on how believable she is, if they're even going to do anything, or just be like, who the fuck made this weird OCD wrong? I'm gonna try to boot over that CD. It's like, sorry, oh, sorry, we have, we have Max, we don't, we don't, we can't play a Windows CD. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, sorry, there's a scratch on here. Sorry, I can't read. Uh, do you have some toothpaste? Maybe you could buff it out. <laughs> but yeah, so, and we just had, it was just like, you know, I put in my notes. I was like, this is a star-studded episode. We've just got like oh, so absolutely. many people. We've got, let's see, we had Callus, Amanda, Joe, Xavier, Mythos. I mean, and then Maurice, of course. The only yeah. thing this episode was miss- missing was Richie. Yeah. Uh, Xavier for seemingly almost no reason. Yeah, I still, I mean, that, I I was trying to connect the dots (laughs) of why that scene exists. I mean, I I get the idea that it's like, this is when Duncan learned, like, not to be a fucking, you know, brutish, you know, idiot. 
But Amanda has been around longer than Duncan. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't don't infantilize her like that. And he does it all the time, because she's a girl. Yeah, of course. Because she's it's a 90s. girl. Yeah. It's the 90s, that's what we did yep. on TV shows. So, Brad, best dressed, worst dressed? Oof. I mean, I mean, best dressed, yeah. best dressed Amanda. <laughs> no question. It, but which one? Which her little black dress oh. or? Ooh, that's God, good. But that jacket is amazing. The jacket's great. Jacket's great. I, I, I mean, I guess the jacket because it's it's kind of perfect. It's a great. It's really perfect. It's a great yeah. jacket, and the other one is just she's really hot. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're stressed. So many, so many contenders. <laughs> I'm almost go- thinking of Mythos at the end with this hoodie thing, because it's like a plaid shirt with a hood attached to it, like sewn on. <laughs> I I mean, that's bad and all, but we had that whole copper thing. Oh, that's right. I've blocked that out already. Yeah. 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 Danielle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she's, she wins it. And a dress that's I, I, black and green. It's going to be the next viral dress. <laughs> what color do you God. see? <laughs> No good. Again, Maurice has got that tie tucked Yeah, but the that's not as bad the... as Danielle. Sorry, I... not even no, close. No, no, no. Not no. even close. No, not at all. Um, Who won and who lost? <sighs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> that guy, Mikel, <laughs> lost. He fell on his own gun. Oh, yeah, that guy is a, such a fucking loser. <laughs> he tried to start a life of crime <laughs> and fell on his gun. <laughs> God, I just wanted to do something different and exciting after the divorce. <laughs> Who won? I mean, also, oh. also, um, um, sorry, what's what's his, what's Duncan's pal back in the day that got oh, murdered uh, by Hansa. Xavier? Hansa. Hansa got, Hansa was like, I don't want to fight this guy. And Duncan's like, we're going to fight him. It's like, yeah. God damn it. And then got like, into like a... Around. <laughs> kind of a real dance off with this guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I no, I think I think uh, yeah, I think I think Thug that shot himself falling down Terrible. the stairs. Terrible. <laughs> and who won? Did I mean, I kind of feel like Christine did because she really was going to go in there with no story at all, like nothing. Oh, yeah. And then just by happenstance, because she was pissed off at a photo of her husband with um, an immortal. It broke and she found that CD-ROM. And for some reason, it didn't break in two million pieces as well. Truth. And she wasn't yeah. shot at the end, so... Yeah, you know what? I think she's. I think she won. Yeah. I mean, that could be could turn out different next episode, but I think for this one... Yeah. All right. Also, she's a better watcher than the watchers. Oh, absolutely. She's a better watcher than the watchers. All right, Brad, do you want to tell me what's happening next week? Oh, let's see what is happening. I am, I'm concerned. I hope it's not uh, too spoilery. Oh. Um, let's see. Um, oh, okay. Um, as Christine tells her tale to the <laughs> newspaper publisher, McLeod and Amanda, knowing their world is about to end, finally admit they love <gasps> each other. And then I'll stop reading because it seems like there's some spoilery things. Oh my but god! That looks good. That looks good. Oh my <laughs> god! I cannot wait. Uh, I just read a line <laughs> that made me laugh, but I'm just skimming. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Perfect. Perfect. I can't wait. All right. Well, um, thank you, Claire, for joining us to do that 60 second summary. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, because you can't get out of the one time that the Alexa calls on you. Mm -mm, No. (laughs) You can be messaging us while we're recording, but no, you're coming on to do that 60 second summary, motherfucker. (laughs) Nice try. Yeah. I mean, 
let's just put things in perspective here. Brad, you've done it 27 times. I've done it 25, and Claire has done it 16. <laughs> I mean... And rem- and this? never forget, I think she's, uh, she's put herself in there twice. <laughs> yeah. I think there's been two different times where she went ahead and covered for you and I. <laughs> this is rigged. It's rigged! <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anything else for this episode, Brad? I liked it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I love it. I mean, we've had some stinkers recently, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, you know, but those were Anne episodes, and now we've got Amanda. So mm-hmm. I feel like it makes mm-hmm. a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, and we're out. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. 